are recording in progress recording with mr robert spencer on wednesday march 15th 2023 at 2 p.m eastern time and guys as always if you want to support the podcast click on the little red button above for locals you can get exclusive whatever for a couple bucks you don't care uh thanks for doing the show man and uh, as i was just saying beforehand I didn't, you, you didn't even you didn't even bring it up, but I just get myself worked up how how much it just makes me angry that there's this like faux tough guy now that the Overton window is shifted and daddy government has said that it is now OK to talk about uh, it being a lab leak that everyone all of a sudden has grown balls of steel. But when I got banned from YouTube yeah. For interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough saying that shit in 2021. I was a conspiracy theorist, so screw me. But, uh, um, guys, in, in the description is uh, Mr. Spencer's uh, Twitter, his website, his book, and please introduce yourself, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch, jihadwatch.org. Been tracking jihad activity of all kinds for 20 years, still doing it, but, uh, there is a much more immediate threat right now to our freedoms, as you well know, from the left. And so I've written a new book called The Sumter Gambit, how the left is trying to foment a civil war, which is all about how the left is authoritarian, totalitarian. They hate dissent. They hate freedom. They want to destroy the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans and allow only their point of view to be heard. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you were banned from YouTube and called a conspiracy theorist. Uh, actually, if you go to the Wikipedia entry for my website, Jihad Watch, you'll see that it's a conspiracy blog, according to them. Uh, actually, it's a news site that tells stories that they don't want to report and they don't want people to know. And that's really what the government censorship is all about that they are trying to control the discourse by shutting down any discussion or even awareness that there's anything outside what they say is allowed to be discussed. Do you know who uh, Dr. Joseph Lister was? Listerine. Uh, the Listerine, I know, yeah. The antiseptic method. He was this crazy doctor, and not crazy, brilliant. I mean, crazy in the fact that all the doctors in the 1880s were just kind of nuts, just walking around, covered in blood, never washed their hands, kind of hardcore, drinking and smoking in the operating yeah. room. Just, you know, just that general, like, hike Mount Everest in a tweed coat, those guys. He, uh, yeah. he you know, he had this crazy idea that he noticed if he opened the windows in the hospital, he was, uh, I guess, doing his internship at, and he changed the bed sheets so there wasn't literal fungi growing. And that if he changed the coats, which were like starched with pus and blood, um, that the patients didn't die at like a 90 percent interval. And he was just like, this is, you know, paraphrasing. He's like, this shit's nuts and went into it. And finally, through the, I guess one would say critical thinking, others might call it a conspiratorial mindset. He had the idea that if you wipe down the he didn't know where it was. So at first he would he would wipe down the whole body. With I think uh, I think it was phenol, might have been ethanol. He would wipe down the blades, and he would wipe down the wound. And then he also had this like aerosolizer, this hand cranked kind of steampunk thing, and you would spray it in the air. He didn't know where the the bad stuff was coming from, but he knew it was that general idea, right? It's like just kind of carpet bomb the whole city. You'll get the target. 
and his patients started surviving and wealthy people would come to him and they'd come to him in private and they'd be like, Hey, I know everyone kind of hates you, but like, can you save my wife? And he would do breast surgeries and, you know, take out tumors and they'd survive. And he was attacked mercilessly for his idea that there might be what would later be called germs. And he came and toured the United States, I think just after the civil war and he was ridiculed and he was laughed at because he would criticize doctors for their, you know, their research after the civil war. They would say, well, we would tell the union Confederate soldiers, if you, you know, got shot in the arm, just pack it with mud and that will stop the bleeding. And he didn't know why they all died. The point of me saying all this is as he would go from hospital to hospital, they would eventually say like, all right, like you're clearly this miracle worker. You can do anything. They'd be like, just don't mention the ethanol thing or the phenol shit. Very similar to ivermectin. The point of that entire tirade is that he was completely vindicated. You, if, if you, if you, it, the first thing you do when you get a cut is you clean it. First thing a doctor does, scrub, gloves, everything. So to me, if someone calls it a conspiracy blog, lean into that because it is, all right? Galileo was a conspiracy theorist. They're all conspiracy theorists. The Wright brothers were conspiracy theorists. Those dipshits thought they could make something heavier than air fly. So that's, if you can't tell, there's a little bone to pick for me when people say that term in a derogatory manner. I think it's just a synonym for critical thinking. Uh, you got an excellent point. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're, it reminds me of President James Garfield, who actually was killed. Uh, people say he was assassinated, but it's more and more known now that he wasn't actually killed by the bullet. The bullet, a cyst formed around it in his back, but the doctors kept probing the wound to try to find it with their dirty hands, and he died of sepsis from their dirty hands. If they had washed their hands, if they had listened to Lister and other people who were saying this, then he might have survived. And so it's just an indication that this kind of thing, you know, actually, you remind me of something that goes farther back to long before you were born, young man, when I was in college. And uh, I studied a book called The Structure of Scientific Revolutions by Thomas Kuhn. Fascinating book. It was very hard to read, at least for me. But uh it makes a very important point, and that is that even in sciences, or maybe especially in the sciences, you have this, people have this idea that, you tr well, especially now when we have this idolatry of science, trust the science, believe the science, and that people think that scientists will dispassionately make a new discovery, and then it will be proven and then it will be immediately accepted by the scientific community and everybody will change the way they were doing and move on to the new thing once it's proven. But it never works that way. And the structure of scientific revolution shows that, that what actually happened when anybody made a new discovery was that they were excoriated, they were vilified, they were called names, they were ostracized and punished. And then they turned out to be right. And long after everybody was dead, the community of the powers that be recognized that the guy that they had mistreated so badly was right. And they ended up going along with what he said. Galileo, of course, is a perfect example of that as well, that he was a heretic. Everybody knew that the sun revolved around the earth. He was crazy for saying otherwise. 
And of course, now everyone takes this for granted. And the insanity, the very insanity of like the last three years of this pandemic and the very idea mm-hmm. of using the antiseptic technique of disinfecting everything, lauding a man who was ridiculed mercilessly for his quack theories. Take some of the old headlines about him. Just replace phenol with ivermectin. Replace Lister with with McCullough. Same shit. It's the same shit. And I just, excuse my French, but just repeats. And and that's the thing is no, it's never it's never accepted as this brilliant new thing. One, it challenges whatever industries around it, which I guess is as old as time. Why wouldn't it? And there's and there's repercussions from that. But there's also there's a lot of ego involved in science. It's it's your little pet project right and even the most even the scientist who strives their hardest to be objective and to be you know just look at it empirically it's still your baby you can't you can't not attach it right i'm not gonna i can look you in the eye and say listen if my podcast is the best then you should support it but if you like another one support that too i say that through gritted teeth i'm like support my podcast because it's it's my baby but there is a little more of a twist then, right? So let's talk about the idea of geopolitics. That one's a little harder than, say, Newton. You know, a, a, an object standing sitting at rest will remain at rest until act upon, acted upon by an outside force. Politics is a little harder, but then there's always this sort of, I told you so. You know, the U.S. should stay out of World War One. We should stay out of World War Two. You know, the roaring 20s. Everything's going to be fine. We're just sending advisors to Vietnam. It's just going to go in real quick. We're just going to remove Saddam. A year ago, it was Russia's not going to invade Ukraine. But the same thing exists where there is an I told you so. And I get the sinking feeling that what you're talking about right now, that there is a a concerted push for civil war if they cannot have it their way. I hope you're wrong, but I have a feeling it's going to be something that one day we'll look back at as very apparent. But right now, it just seems like it'll never happen. Could you maybe touch on that? I certainly hope it'll never happen, and it still might not. But the fact is that what we have now in Washington is not a political establishment that respects the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States guarantees the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the right to bear arms. Those three are three of the primary targets of this present, not just the administration, but the whole regime in Washington. There's a whole cadre of unelected bureaucrats who have been in Washington for decades. They're not elected. They're not accountable. They can't even be fired because they're civil servants. And they are far to the left. They do not believe in the Constitution. They, for the most part, set the direction of the government, not the elected officials. The elected officials go along with the thing that they've set in motion. And they try to steer it just a little bit one way or the other. But mostly, these bureaucrats are running things. And they're running things just the same way that the scientific establishment does. That is, you have to accept their ideas. If you don't accept their ideas, they're like a religious high priesthood, and you're a heretic, and they're going to burn you at the stake. 
And so we have in the Biden administration, this is becoming more and more open, although it's always been part of the left. David Horowitz, the great leftist who became a, uh, he, he, he woke up in the 70s and became a patriot. He says inside every progressive is a totalitarian screaming to get out. Now they're getting out. That is what's happening in our own day. And we see it more and more every day with this administration. Last year, they established the Disinformation Governance Board. The Disinformation Governance Board was in the Department of Homeland Security. Now, see, when I say the left is trying to foment a civil war, there's a primary example right there. Because what they first do is say that what you people like you and me say is disinformation, even though it's true. You were right about ivermectin, right about whatever else. I've been right about the ideological roots of jihad violence for, for 20, 30 years now. And they don't like it because it goes against the way they want to have things run. So they call it disinformation. Then they put their disinformation governance board in the Department of Homeland Security. What does that mean? It means that you and I, my friend, are terrorists. See, I'll tell you something else. 10, 15 years ago, I used to be a trainer for the FBI and for the US military. I used to go in to, I wasn't an FBI man. I was a, 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 what do you call it? Independent contractor. But I would go in regularly for a period of about five years to military bases and to FBI bureau uh, offices and give seminars about the Quran, the holy book of Islam, and Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, so that when our guys were tracking these terrorists, they would understand what they were all about. They would understand the mindset of the terrorist. Now, in 2011, this all ended because 57 Muslim organizations and South Asian organizations wrote to John Brennan, who was at that time mm -hmm. in the Department of Homeland Security. Later on, of course, he became head of the CIA. And they told him, you got to fire Spencer. They named me by name, which I, I, I appreciate the tribute. But in any case, they said, I got to go. And all mention of Islam has to be removed from counterterror training. And, the, and Brennan said immediately, he wrote back and said, yes, we'll do this right away. Anything you say, folks, we want to keep you happy. And they did. Now, the thing about that is, is that they replaced the counterterror training that I was part of that spoke about Islamic Jihad, because that was the people that hit us on 9-11 and so on. And they replaced it with a thing called Countering Violent Extremism, the CVE, Countering Violent Extremism Program. And it started in the Obama administration. I think it's still going, if I'm not mistaken. And the thing about it is violent extremism. What's that? Have you ever seen a violent extremist walking down the street? Uh, I, 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 I can tell you what Islamic jihadis are, are all about and even what they might look like in many cases, although not all. And... I can tell you the characteristics of various other kinds of terrorists, but a violent, what's a violent extremist? It's a completely empty, elastic term. And that's the whole point of it, because then they can call anybody a violent extremist and treat you like a terrorist. And that's the next shoe to drop, that patriotic Americans who dissent from the left's agenda, 
are now being classified as violent extremists and treated as terrorists. And we see that with the January 6th hoax, and we see that with the uh, even benign things, completely benign things, like the uh, school board protests. Are you aware that over the last few months, over the last year now, the there have been a lot of protests at school board meetings of angry parents who are angry because suddenly drag queens are coming into their their third grade class you know and uh suddenly they're teaching that white people are bad and that uh they're, they you have to have some kind of uh uh ongoing societal reparations for black people because of oppression that nobody al alive had suffered and nobody alive inflicted. But anyway, all that's going on in the schools, parents were protesting, and the FBI classified the parents as violent extremists and opened terror investigations in the FBI against them. So that's what I'm talking about when I say the left is trying to foment a civil war. They will either silence us and make us go along with their madness, or if we won't go along with their madness, then they will classify us as violent extremists and then act accordingly and say that we're terrorists and they have to crack down. And the whole goal is to silence dissent and establish an authoritarian state in which only their point of view is allowed. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> very, very, uh, it's very convenient to just call anyone you don't like a terrorist and just push, push, push. I'm, I'm I'm pushing I'm I'm pushing you towards a cliff. I'm pushing you towards a cliff. And then the second you look back and go, Hey Tommy, you put your hand on me, I scream terrorist and shoot you dead. And everyone's like, Did you see that? He hit Tommy. He hit Tommy. Tommy's an elected yeah. official. And it's like, Okay, I get Tommy's an elected official, but we gotta look at the context. There's ten miles of dirt behind Tommy and there's eight feet of dirt behind Spencer and a ten mile drop. The laws are the laws, dude, and it's like all right, man, and if you're cheering that on, don't be surprised when I look at the next target and go, what are you looking at, and start walking towards you. Well, I didn't say anything because I wasn't Spencer uh -huh, yet, but by then it's over. But it does seem to be that. Side note, wasn't, wasn't, didn't Brennan, like, just stamp the passports of, like, several of the hijackers? Wasn't he the station chief in Saudi Arabia? Just a little fun side note for the conspiracy theorists out there if you want to do a little first little research this wasn't wasn't that thing yeah and i can also tell you that uh since i know a lot of guys who were in the fbi at that time most of them have left since then uh they tell me it was an open secret that brennan had converted to yeah. islam and that he was acting therefore in a way that was not entirely certain that he was on our side he was entirely sympathetic to the ideology that motivated the hijackers and so which side was he on well you know we ought to have an investigation but the people who would investigate him are with him and they're all part of the same club so we're not going to get any investigation of john brennan yeah and if anyone thinks that john brennan is just uh just going to label it extremism and not do anything he's also the architect of the drone war that that whole little thing and i often joke is probably how this podcast will end not this particular episode. I hope not. But I mean, in general, I do imagine that the last frame of this podcast will be like a Northrop Grumman Hellfire missile nose cone just entering the screen as I have been deemed a, a misinformation spreader. I mean, it'll be great. It'll go viral. I won't make any money. I suppose 
my siblings will if I leave the <laughs> podcast to them. But it'll be great. It'll be a great stunt. It'll be the most viral video ever. But there is the thing about back to the science in that science just it just is right. It just it just is. It 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 the thing comes out. Yeah, eventually the world progresses decades, centuries. And that's when I when I say the science comes out, I don't necessarily mean it's in our life. Lister was lucky. Lister got to see it. Most people, the 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 rule is that you normally don't, you're not proven right in your own lifetime, which is kind of poetic. And that's like the ultimate medal of the scientist. Like, do you really just care about the truth and not the ego? And the ultimate proof is go. You know what? Yeah, I don't care if it happens after I die, and that's great. But it's not always in our lifetime, so can be months, years, decades, centuries, millennia. But it does eventually come out. There is some, I guess, equivalence to political truth or to human nature, right? You can only have so many grown men in thongs with neon hair talking to your kids about front holes and anal beads before... I mean, someone snaps back, and I don't mean that in a violent way, FBI, John Brennan. Thanks for watching. I mean that eventually there is a... I guess the point I'm trying to say is it's like that meme. If the situation was hopeless, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary. You don't need a disinformation governance board, right? No, no. there's no, there's no board that, that enforces the law of gravity. And, you know, if I'm up here going the law of grad, it says 11 meters per second squared. There's no YouTube banner that says, actually, fact checkers say it's 9.81 meters per No, they don't. It just is. It's self-evident. You don't need to, right? Only when you have to normalize it or shut down dissent does it become, you know, you can tell it's not real. So I guess that is my perhaps misplaced hope that the situation isn't hopeless by the fact that they have to shut down dissent. They have to limit things. They have to label things terrorism. They have to do X, Y, and Z. And as they do that, they pour or they, they pull more and more people into the fray. Like, you ever have a friend that's like really drunk and he's like upset, his girlfriend just broke up with him or something? And he's all upset. And you go up to him, you're like, hey, dude, let's just, let's go talk it out. And he turns to you and he's like, and screw you too. And you're like, dude, don't pull me into this because I'll knock you out right now. The friend's just so drunk and so emotional, he just starts pulling everyone in. You're like, all right, dude, your only allies are about to turn on you. The fact that they have now pulled in just these esteemed, well-spoken, incredibly accomplished physicians like Dr. Malone or Dr. Corey or Dr. McCullough or they're pulling down... Glenn Greenwald is now a is now a right wing fascist. The guy who helped Snowden to what? They're pulling more and more people into this drunken fray. That I feel like that is our hope is that we might reach a critical mass. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. There, it's they've been forced out into the open by a variety of circumstances. One of them was the election of Trump. Whatever you think of Trump, and I'm not, I'm not uh, even interested in getting into all his pros and cons. He's sure. a very interesting guy, very problematic guy He's in funny. many ways. He's but funny. 
There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it that they did not expect him to win in 2016. And he messed up all their plans. And even in his inability to overcome the swamp or the deep state or whatever you want to call it, the entrenched bureaucracy that I was talking about at the beginning, even in his failure to defeat them, he gave us a big victory in that we know about all this now to a in great degree because they were forced out into the open in their quest to destroy him. And they had to show their hand in a way that they wouldn't if we were right now in the middle of Hillary's second term and everything was sliding towards socialism and internationalism and managed to climb. Nobody would realize that it was all rigged to the extent that we know it is now because of what they tried to do to kill Trump, kill metaphorically, although I wouldn't in the least be surprised if they ultimately try to kill him physically. In any case, the um, deep state, the swamp, the entrenched bureaucracy had to start to operate much more openly. And the more openly it operates, the more absurd people see it is. And the more absurd people see it is, then the more people like Glenn Greenwald and now even Russell Brand yeah. and others you get were reliably on the left for years. And now they're waking up to seeing that the real threat to freedom comes not from the people that they thought were the defenders of freedom. And I do think it's an important <clears throat> to not do like a like a touchdown dance and just yell, I told you so, as much, again, as our egos want to make us go, you see, like, you were supporting the, the dictators. Like, you got to just take the win. Like, Glenn Greenwald, Russell Brand, like, the fact that all these guys are coming, the fact that Dr. McCullough, in, 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 in an open Democrat who doesn't like Trump, is, like, speaking at CPAC. Uh, I've interviewed uh, Dr. Oddity Bargava, the head of mRNA research at UCSF Medical Center. She worked on the Biden campaign, and She's come on my show and says she was disgusted that a president would call it the pan a pandemic of the unvaccinated. As much as your little ego, your little, you know, the primitive chimp mind wants to be like, told you so. No, just shut up and take the win. Be like, be like, awesome. I'm glad you saw it. Now let's just try to make it better. Because there is a limiting thing, and that may sound like kumbaya bullshit, but it really is necessary because if someone has come so far, that they're willing to come out and go, I was wrong. Don't don't ruin it on the one-yard line by then saying, yeah, you're an idiot. Take the win. Let, let them come over. And as, as they do operate more and more in the open, and it's more and more absurd, their absurdity has to increase more and more and more, right? Like, the Secret Service likes to keep a low profile. They don't want it to be wild. They do have something called the CAT, the counter-assault team. The Secret Service is meant to remove the president from a situation. A lot of people think they're supposed to be a firefight. There's not. The counter-assault team, they're not wearing suits. They don't have the earpiece. They don't look like businessmen. They're in full-out tactical, we're ready to go take down a building you know, belt-fed machine guns, no silencers, no sunglasses. They're there to enact war. They stay in the, in the suburban with the trunk closed. They don't want anyone to see that. But as the situation gets hairy, that will come out. 
And that coming out invokes a stronger response. Now, again, I don't mean to talk about Secret Service and presidential because that I'm not calling for violence. I'm using this as an analogy. Shut up. It does get more and more absurd as they have to come out and do more. You know, men are, men are women and women are men. And, you know, you, you're, you're too, you, you know, you should be, you got to be 25 to buy tobacco or you got to be 30 to, you know, vote Republican or, but you can be six years old if you want to chop your nuts off. Like the monster is getting more, more frantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because they really know that they can't win on the basis of free and open discussion. That's why they hate free and open discussion. They know that they can't win a debate. And so they don't debate. They don't talk to us. They, they just want to shut us down. And so they had it all sewed up and they controlled all the primary means of communication, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, Instagram, all the rest of these things. And then suddenly Elon Musk bought Twitter. Now, Elon Musk has not really been as great as we had all hoped. He said he was a free speech absolutist, but he's left a lot of the uh, the restrictions on patriotic speech in place. But at the same time, he's even just sparked a debate, just like Trump not being entirely successful, nonetheless was able to spark the awareness and debate about the bureaucratic apparatus that's really in charge and about the monster that's in Washington. And now Elon Musk has sparked a debate about the freedom of speech. And these things were never supposed to happen. We were all supposed to just acquiesce and believe that our wise social media overlords would keep us from disinformation and misinformation and silence the people who were telling us things that were wrong. And it's all blowing up in in their faces now. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a tremendous sign of hope. But at the same time, of course, a beast when it's cornered gets more and more vicious. And so it's going to be some rocky times ahead before we're able to secure freedom for the Republic. Uh, And it may not be in the form that it is now because uh, these people are deeply entrenched and completely amoral. But uh, you're right that they don't have reason on their side. They don't have the experience of just what I see with my eyes on their side. And so they don't have this sewed up by any means. But, yeah, on on one hand, if they had total control, there there would not have been any Twitter files. Twitter wouldn't have been Mm -hmm. bought. There would have been some back channel private under the guise of national security or they put like you know you know special activity measures are on it or like what they would do some sort of bs they'd slap an nda on it they wouldn't have let it happen but the fact that that has happened alone and has he been entirely successful no but that is still successful in itself that the twitter files themselves the fact that there's a, a digital paper trail of direct liaison from the FBI and the DOJ and the DHS requesting people to be taken down. You would never see that if they won, right? You would, you would never see that. And yeah, you would need to, 
you know, sorry, no, didn't mean good. to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, the fact that these people are, are criminals, they're enemies of constitute the constitutional order. The Constitution guarantees the freedom of speech, and you have the United States government in various agencies conspiring to deprive various Americans of the freedom of speech. If we had a sane administration and a sane political environment in Washington, these guys would be on trial now. And we have to keep hammering on that and and not let them normalize the discourse in their own favor, you know? Uh, like just like people wouldn't didn't want to accept that we had to suddenly pretend that Bruce Jenner and that fat guy who's the 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 admiral and 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 the swimmer that they're all really women. Uh, so now we have to remember that what these people have done is a heinous crime, yeah. and they need to be tried for it. Yeah. Uh, not calling just like you said before. Not calling for any illegal action not calling for any vigilante action, but if we had any decent administrators in Washington, all these people would be at facing the end of their careers and long prison terms for what they had done. Yeah. I mean, behind the, behind the jokes and the memes of, you know, like, you know, uh, it's a, it's a fat man in makeup talking to you about mental, talking to you about mental health. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, bald guy and makeup stealing your luggage and use control of nuclear waste. I mean, the absurdity alone, I get it. It's, it's funny, but then there is like very real, you know, if, if like Adolf Eichmann cracks some jokes at his trial after being kidnapped by the Mossad, it, you, you, you know, maybe win the room over if he had a good joke about, I don't know, unleavened bread or something, but then you'd very come quickly back to the fact that this guy's the architect of the Holocaust. And there, there's memes and rainbow hair and, you know, I'm wearing a leather dog mask and LOL. And I get it. There's the direct suppression of free speech. Bar none. There's the direct mm -hmm. suppression of, hey, the vaccines have, you know, officially caused, what, like 26,000 deaths? That's nothing compared to the million plus deaths that have been caused by suppression of alternative treatments from generic drugs per Dr. Freed, who I've had on this show, per Dr. Tyson, who've treated successfully 10,000 patients with 99.9% efficacy, and not just young, healthy people, but old, frail people with comorbidities, with cancer. They still didn't die of COVID. That is, that is a war crime. I mean, a million deaths. The United States lost 425,000 soldiers in World War II. A million deaths. That, that, yeah. that is slaughter. That is not... That's not pearl clutching. It's, oh, that's, no, this is, that's insane. Like, th these people are direct criminals. And, well, they, yes, they want to kill off millions of people because they believe they're climate nonsense. And so they think they have to reduce the population of the planet. This is why we're so close to World War III. They'd be happy with World War III. They'd love III. it. Because they'll kill off millions of people. That's what they want to do. Yeah. They have made this clear. It's not a crazy conspiracy theory. Oh. Bill Gates has said he wants to see the world's population substantially reduced. Yeah. Jane Goodall, the gorilla lady, said she wants to see the world's population substantially reduced. And there are many others as well. They think that it would be a positive good to see stacked up millions of dead bodies. Yuval Noah Harari. I mean, Klaus Schwab. Yeah, this isn't... This isn't wild conspiracy. They're 
openly talking about the need to eradicate most of society. I do think they have useful minions, useful idiots, and you know multiple tiers of useful idiots, each betraying the one below them, not realizing they're going to be betrayed. But I'm not sure if the ones at the very top true are they true believers that they think there's that it, that the climate's rising or is it just like uh we're at a point in human history for the first time ever that the kings don't necessarily need as many servants because automation and ai has come such a long way that it's right in the past you had to have your army of sl- how else are you going to build a build a pyramid 5000 years you just got as louis ck louis ck says just hurl death and suffering at it until it's finished right you needed them we're at a weird point now. History is always rhymed and repeated. We are at a point now that is uncharted territory. And it is. Someone's tuning in right now. And they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm like, it's the robots and the AI. And you're nodding. You're like, I know. But we are at a point where they don't need everyone. So I guess it doesn't really make a difference. But do they truly believe they're saving the planet? Or are the ones at the very top just like, yeah, no, the idiots believe it. But they just want to wipe out most of people. Not that you have the answer. I don't know why I'm asking you. Like you've got the. Oh, I do have some things to say about right. it, though. As always, <laughs> uh, I do think that the people at the top do not believe in their climate nonsense, and the evidence of that is their beach houses. Obama's got one. Biden's got one. Nancy Pelosi's got one, and these are places that are all going to be underwater in a few years if their climate apocalypse apocalypse is real but they themselves clearly do not think that it is or they wouldn't have bought these things they'd be buying land in kansas uh they uh buy the land on the coast because they know the sea level is not going to rise and their beach house is going to be there in 10 years and they're still going to be in charge and so they don't have anything to worry about the there are true believers in the climate mythology I've met millions of them myself, and I know that they're out there, but they're the drones, as as you said. They, they're just carrying out the will of the elites. I do think they want to reduce the population for real, not because they believe really that the earth will benefit from that, but because for whatever reason, and this gets us really, this, this is where it gets into the spiritual, they love death. Yeah. They, they love abortion. They love mutilation, as we see with the gender madness. They love they love death. And so the idea of 10 million deaths, 100 million deaths, they love that for whatever reason. Are they are they satanic? Are they of the devil? Well, there are people who will say that. Yeah. And there are all the dark rumors about uh, the people, uh, the rich elites being involved in all kinds of satanic rituals and things like that. I don't know. I, I have no idea if any of that's happening. But I do see a strange recurring thread among all these things that the left is advocating, including the moneyed elites, and that is that it'll inv- result in less human life and more death. Yeah. And so do they yeah. Do they love that? Do they want that? I, it, I don't see anybody approaching it as some kind of grim necessity. They They... they take on themselves the mantle of the virtuous and claim that they uh, are the ones who are morally superior. And yet this is what they're saying. Seems to me that they think it's positive good. Yeah. There's like, 
there's like levels of of like researching and reading and years of success of red pills and to finally get to this end point where it's like if you've seen a movie 10 times and your friend has never seen it and you're watching it with them to him it's just a new movie you know it's something i don't know it's something like inception or whatever and you're pointing things out you're like you're like notice the elevator and your friend's like what the fuck are you but that's like that's the point of i mean this is episode 1140 but i'm so far into it now that like i just i forget that a lot of people are still like very early on in the red pill and be like you know maybe things are bad and I'm just at the point where I'm like, yeah, no, they're a satanic death cult and they worship mutilation. I like accept it, of course. You know, they want to take over the world because the AI is going to replace the people. Yeah, I get it. And some people are like, what are you talking about? But it does seem to be the case. Now, whether that's intended or it's just a side effect, it does seem to be the case that it just it results in death and destruction. Look at all this gay business, you know, uh, for years at Jihad Watch, my website, I've been tracking, like I said before, jihad activity. One of the things jihadis do is kill homosexuals. So I've been tracking that. And so I've always said, you know, I'm on, I'm in favor of tolerance and live and let live. And you want to do that, then go, for it. go and do that. That's and I don't want you to see you. I don't want to see you thrown off a building or stones to death or whatever. And but of course, only recently now, in the last couple of years, it's moved over from tolerance to something else altogether that is far more aggressive. And you see the pictures of the gay rainbow flag in like on embassies and the 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 state houses, and there's flag after flag after flag. And people have pointed out, and I think they're right. This looks like a picture of a conquered territory with the victorious flag everywhere like the pictures of paris in 1940 mm. when the germans marched in and you see the nazi yeah. flag going down the champs elysees the whole you know dozens of them on either side and it's the same kind of thing and the, why the why the exaltation of the homosexual what is the obsession with that and i think that the primary thing is that you it's you can't at least in any natural way procreate if mm -hmm. you if you get people to think this is the cool thing this is the uh, you'll be heroic you'll be you know the uh, courageous and brave if you if you if you come out and you say you're trans or whatever then you get in the first place all the adulation of society but you can't reproduce you can't have children you can adopt somebody else's children you can do some uh, in vitro, whatever, but you can't have ordinary children in an ordinary manner. That's one benefit that they see from their point of view, that you don't have families, you don't have bloodlines, you don't have kids. The, 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 the population's decreasing. And then you mutilate these people and make men think they're women and women think they're men, and then obviously when their sexual organs are gutted they're not going to be having any children either and so it all seems to come back to these same golden threads over and over again and then you know we've got to have the woman's right to choose we've got to have abortion that's a fundamental right it's like the most important thing for them exactly. and they'll, they'll be single issue voters to 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 reinstate roe v wade 
or uh, make a, a law of the land that no state can outlaw abortion and so on. Why, why the mad rush? You know, even now with the situation as it is with Roe overturned, you have some states that outlawed abortion and some states that are never going to outlaw abortion. So what if you're in a state where it's outlawed and you got to have one? Go, go, go drive, drive an hour. Big deal. I mean, come on. But no, it's got to be right there. It's got to be very convenient for you to kill the child. It's got to be marvelously easy that you walk out the door and drive 10 minutes to the Planned Parenthood. Boom. Why? Well, here's the golden thread again. No children. No future generations. And so what is this that, that they love death so much, that they love aridity and, and sterility and the 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 decline the depopulation of the west hmm. and uh well you know is it yeah a satanic death cult i think that's perfectly reasonable under the circumstances i mean like a running thesis if i'm if i'm running like if i'm writing like a you know an extra credit paragraph just really bullshitting like trying trying to get an a I would say like best case, you know, like multiple choice. And like I, t I took the MCAT in 2013 and, and, and I aced it. And that's one of my few proud achievements. But like there are some questions on there where people, you know, your fellow friends are taking it. And they're like, how did you know to say that? And it's like, dude, you don't. You just you're approaching it and you're going, that one seems like the least bullshit. I think that's the answer. I think that's in like the general order of magnitude. Like that's one of the. That's like one of the tactics you use is just like understanding orders of magnitude. It doesn't even matter what the number is. Is it eight or is it seven? If the answer is seven billion versus seven, it's probably just seven. doesn't matter if your calculator says three. It's just the one that's not followed by six zeros or nine zeros. Yeah, if I got to put yep. a running like thesis, I mean... Like if you want to understand the like the entire universe, it's four forces, right? Weak nuclear, strong nuclear, electrostatic, and is electrostatic and uh, and gravitation. Did I have that right? And then outward, you can. All right, well, well, whatever. And then outward, right? And then then three dimensions, and then fourth is time, and you can pretty much model everything after that. It, that's a very simplistic way of doing it, but you go up from there, learn physics. From physics, you can learn chemistry and that's the atoms coming together and forming molecules and then from there you can go to molecular biology and that's the substrates and little pieces in the cells and then you learn biology and then it's like physiology and you're learning tissues and then organs and then organ systems and then systems of systems and then you move out from there and it's like sociology and it's humans and it's counties and states and nations and then it's history is the whole world and then astrophysics and you learn the big picture but it all comes down to theoretically if you just understand the four physical forces and type them into a computer, it would manifest everything, including this plastic water bottle and this microphone. It's all obeying the same general laws. It's just gets more and more complex. If I had to write what the, the, the premise of this whole thing is, yeah, it's a satanic death cult. Like that is my that's like the base law. I'm like everything manifests out from that. And it Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't it seems to be a total inversion of all that we have accepted to be loving and yes. and good. Yeah. 
And I, I would ask, you know, I know people seeing this will think, well, these guys are nuts. And <laughs> yeah. this is crazy stuff. So I ask you, where do you see among leftists today any sign that they have any love for life? Serious question. Where do you see that? And you can say, well, that's why they support abortion. So that the one person who's doing the abortion, who's, who's getting the abortion can live free and easy. And that kind of respect for life at the expense of somebody else's, if you took that into any other context, you would say that's monstrous. If you're not talking about life within the womb, but you say, well, this person, you know, the, the, the guy across the street from my office, here, he's got a very nice house. So if somebody killed him, and I was able to take possession of his house, I'm not advocating this, this is an example, then uh, uh, I would live a better life, no? So therefore, he's got to die. And that's the kind of moral calculus they're talking about. I don't think that really counts as a genuine love for life that would value the life of one, one human being over another to the extent that one of them's got to die so that the other can live in a particular level of comfort and ease uh i don't see anything it just seems to me to be an ideology today the contemporary left that is of hatred of rage and of the idolatry of the personal autonomy to the extent of mutilating oneself and killing others and i think you can even go one step further and say there is no love for oneself and yeah you know, I anyone that was well, Michael Jackson, you know? yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson was perfectly reasonable looking guy, but he hated how he looked for whatever reason. You know, a lot of people would have given anything to look like that, but he hated it, so he mutilated himself, and then he ended up looking like a freak. Yeah, I, and I, I, same thing. These people, this trans business, there's a self hatred at the bottom of it that nobody wants to acknowledge. Well, it's. I mean, you know, in, in high school, anyone that listens to this show knows, in high school I lifted weights, in college I lifted weights, I was in great shape, had near-perfect GPA, got into medical school, had the hot girlfriend. I mean, I had it all. Right after I graduated, my older brother took his life, and then for two years I started doing a lot of drugs, and I gained a lot of weight and just completely dropped out of everything, got into medical school, didn't go, you know, shit person on my girlfriend, bad person on my friends, family, didn't have a job, and... I grew to hate everyone around me and I don't think I was even aware of it at the time, but I hated everyone because deep down I hated myself. And as I've moved, it's been nine years since then, as I've lost weight and moved out on my own and doing good and doing the podcast and I'm reading and I'm sleeping and I'm sober and I'm hitting the gym and it has blossomed a, a self love and not in a narcissistic way, but in a way that, I don't go to bed hating myself. Instead, I'm like, you're an all right guy. You know, you're trying your best. And that leads me to see that light in others and love them and try to see what they're going through. And I guess at the core of it, I, you know, I, I in a way I feel, I feel bad for them because I think it's rooted in self-hatred. It's rooted in destruction. They, there's cancel culture. There's never, what do we replace this with? It's just destroy it. And then mm -hmm. once you've destroyed it, destroy the fringes again. 
until you just keep moving further and further inwards to only where the most radical people are accepted. There's no creation. There's nothing new. It's just shut everything down. Censor right. it. And I should know my example about taking the other guy's house because it's a nicer house than I got. Well, that's exactly what the communists that did. That is communism. And so <laughs> Cuba. Yeah. And so that's ex exactly what the uh, people at the top now who are socialists, they that's just what they want to do. And, you know, we, we already see the rumblings of it. Make no mistake, Kamala Harris was talking about tree equity, that the trees are racist. Pete Buttigieg was talking about highway equity, that the highways are racist. And there was another one, too, but it's slipping my mind right now. But the point is the trees are racist, you see, because the white people have the nice trees. The black people live in ghettos in cities where there aren't so many trees. I kid you not, she said this. And there's a, actually a tree equity movement that she was referring to. And Pete Buttigieg claimed that the highways were built so that white people could go from their jobs to their nice suburban homes without having to go through the bad areas of the city where the black people live. And so the highways were racist because they uh, were I know, it's so crazy. I'm not sure I have it right, but it's that they're 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 allowing the white people to get easily to their nice houses that the black people don't have, and they spread the exhaust and fumes and everything in the neighborhoods where the black people do live. So anyway, the point is though that all that's got to be leveled, and we got to have new highways and new trees. We got to have, in other words, what's coming is forcible redistribution of property on the basis of racial equity so that wealthy people will actually be turned out of their homes as as happened in the soviet union and they will be turned over to people who are deemed uh worthy by the party and you think oh that'll never happen here yeah that kind of thing is already happening nobody would have thought there would be a disinformation governance board in the united states a few years back I mean, just to pick that one example apart, it's the Eisenhower interstate system. Didn't Eisenhower like send the 101st to enforce the first desegregated school? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just, just making a little just, right. just making a little footnote there for for historical purposes and and regardless, it wasn't racist or not racist. The Eisenhower interstate system was set up for war armaments. There's a reason why every X number of miles there's a five mile straight strip and it's so that you could remove the barrier and have an impromptu um, uh, landing strip in the case of an invasion from the east or west and we had to seed land going inward. That's it's actually for death and destruction. It's 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 it, it's it's against both white and black people. It's about war. But yeah, no, it's uh there is no logic to it. And that is ultimately Ultimately, if, if, if the thing that is logical and good is logical and good, it will prevail. If it is worth fighting for, people with self-worth will fight for it. And if it's not, we'll collapse into a communist technocratic dictatorship. And I know that's kind of, I guess, determinist or fatalist, but it's just the best thing will survive. And if, if it is a spiritual war simply being acted out on a physical plane then the truly good one will win or the truly evil one will win. 
whichever one is more dominant. And then, I guess, even above that, it might not matter which one wins. This just might be a test in which you are graded on your own performance, not that of your peer. Well, Mom, everybody failed the test. I don't care what everyone else did. You know, what did you get on the score? I think that's probably it. I think you probably yeah. finish and you go to your creator and you go, well, no one else would speak up for that. What did you do in the face of adversity? I think it's all, you know, having 10 fingers and two eyes and being on an, a planet surrounding a star. I think that's all just bullshit backstory. I think it's about, do you do the right thing in the circumstances you're given? Yeah. And that's that's liberating. That's it. Man. Well, mm-hmm. We are. I've kept you four minutes longer than I told you I'd keep you. Um, that was awesome, man. I know. I've yeah, very... you know, that's a perfect. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you finish that, them perfectly, was, was... and you can't be... do what? Yes. I, I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. I say you can't beat that. That was. Oh my... yeah. Yeah. No. Sometimes you just. That was magnificent. Yeah. Sometimes it's like when you hear a really. Every once in a while, I'll have a podcast like that where you hear like a really good song, and it just ends like right as you're pulling into the driveway. <laughs> Every once in a while, all the things just align and you go, that was it. Don't ruin it. So I think with that, That's we'll wrap bit. this one up. I'd love to have you on again sometime, man. That was that was awesome. You're a cool guy to talk to. Yep. And uh, guys, in the description, Twitter, Likewise. website, your book, all that good stuff. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, jihadwatch.org. We're still tracking jihad, but also the left. <laughs> We've added a thing, the left column, and uh, talk about all manner of encroachments to freedom at this point. Hell yeah. I'd love to do it again sometime. Guys, do the right thing. That's all it really yeah, is. Self- yeah, absolutely, dude. I'll, t- I'll text you, and I'd, I'd love it. to do another one. That was awesome. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here. Everybody, thank you for watching. God bless. Recording Stay stopped. safe out there. Peace.